You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Set. Yes, welcome to the Two and Out CFL podcast. It is Travis Carrera, Brazilian Ty, is busy doing his uh, real job today. But some big news coming out of BC this morning. So I'm going to get Brian Warishan from the bclionsden.ca podcast. And we're going to talk about all things BC Lions coming up in a few minutes. Uh, I do want to mention I just got home yesterday from Ottawa. What a time that Grey Cup Festival was. I know on this show... And we still do talk about it. Food is a big part of my life. And if you look at me, you know that it's a big part of my life. So on Monday, my wife and I took a side trip from Ottawa to Montreal, and we did the whole tour, man. We went for some Montreal smoked meat, which, by the way, Schwartz's Deli is amazing. The guy there that served us, he knew the Rough Riders shirt I was wearing. He, We talked about the Grey Cup. It was a great time. Uh, that smoked meat sandwich is incredible. I I don't know if you can find a better sandwich on the planet, but you get uh, a choice there. Do you want it lean? Do you want it medium? Or do you want it fatty? I probably should have went for fatty. The medium was the standard, so I did that. What an incredible sandwich it was. Then we went on a mission for the Montreal-style bagels. We kind of failed. <laughs> I just looked at the best-reviewed bagels in Montreal, we found a place called Fairmount Bagel. We went there. There's a clear language barrier there. I I, I I can get by with French if I see it written. I can pick out words here and there and kind of get by, but I can't really speak it. And I have the worst hoserish accent, so we left with some plain bagels with Nothing on them. They weren't even toasted. So we kind of failed with the Montreal-style bagels, but we went to a wax museum, and then we found the ultimate poutine. I can tell you, I usually don't leave restaurants without finishing my plate. We could not finish it. We ordered one of them with hot dogs on them, and then the, the other classic poutine, the squeakiest cheese curds you've ever had. My mouth is salivating right now. I ate so bad in Montreal, my body is like rejecting anything that's green right now. <laughs> I can't tell if I'm sick or if I just want some more of that good old poutine. In the huddle on the Two It Out podcast. And the Canadian Football League has wasted no time getting back in the news. The criticism over the past few off-seasons was that the league just goes silent when they're not playing football. And so far, I know we're only a few days after the Grey Cup, but things are really going crazy here. Uh, the Stampeders won't renew Khalil Carter's contract after it expires on New Year's Eve. Now, Khalil Carter is their DB coach. And they had maybe the best DB group in the Canadian Football League. Dave Dickinson just said he feels it was in the best interest of the team to go in a different direction with that position on our staff. I find that very interesting, and I do want to see what other changes are going to be happening to the Stampeders in the offseason after two straight losses in the Grey Cup. The league also released the complete free agent list for 2018, and a couple signings were already made, and they're not 
you know, minor signings either. Justin Medlock will be staying in Winnipeg for one more year. Brad Sinopoli will be back in Ottawa for two more years. I'm sure we're going to be seeing a lot more signings even before Christmas rolls around. And speaking of Christmas, I was speaking with a CFL staffer at the Grey Cup tweet-up last Friday. Apparently, that CFL schedule is done, and we could be seeing it before Christmas. Usually this bad boy comes out, you know, around February. So this is kind of unprecedented. He did say that the season could be starting around Father's Day and expect to see more triple headers next season. Uh, He told me a lot of interesting tidbits when it comes to making the schedule as well. It's just a fascinating process. There's so many people you need to make happy. TSN, all the teams, and the stadiums. Because the, the a lot of the stadiums, the CFL team is not the only tenant in there. He said that they wanted to get ahead of the game. In the past, they've been waiting on the MLS teams, Toronto FC, the Vancouver Whitecaps. This time around, actually worked with the Vancouver Whitecaps, just asking them, hey, what dates do you want for BC Place? And we will work around that. He did not mention TFC, but it's encouraging that they're working with the MLS and trying to maybe beat them to the punch, get the dates that they want. So things I think will be looking up for the Lions and looking up for the Argos because they have had a crazy schedule in the past few seasons. But that was an interesting chat. I hope it does come true that we see that schedule a lot sooner than later. And I am joined by Brian Warrishan of the BCLionsDen.ca podcast. First of all, Brian, I guess I got to say congratulations. You're involved with the CFL Fans Fight Cancer event. Happens every Saturday at Grey Cup. And, man, over $15,000 raised. That's a big number. So congratulations on that. No, thank you very much. But uh, most of the credit has to go to uh, Catherine Cheyenne-Poor in Hamilton, who, or who actually lives in Ottawa. She's a Ticats fan, but she took took charge of this year's event and did a fantastic job. And we had some very generous uh, donors that uh, bid up a lot of our auction items and, and donated them back to the to be re-auctioned. So we, we were able to wow. uh, raise a lot of money um, in a very short period of time yeah. on Saturday. So uh, we crushed our record. I can't remember what the previous record was. I think it was around nine, nine or 10,000 and we hit 15, surpassed 15 this year. So uh, yeah, it was a great job by all the CFL fans that came out and um, the Ottawa Cancer Centers will, uh, will be the benefactor of every penny of that. What's your overall uh, review uh, quickly on the Grey Cup Festival in Ottawa? I thought OSAG, you know, they, they hardly left any detail left. Like, it was very organized, very well done, and uh, it set the bar for the next few years for the Grey Cup, I think. Yeah, I think so as well. You know, I knew going into this it was going to be a great time in Ottawa just by, you know, how well that fan base is taken back to the CFL. I knew they were going to be pumped to host us and, um, they did a fantastic job. Um, you know, the only complaint I would have was that, you know, some of the events were far apart. It would have been nice if everything was in lands down there, but I know that uh, there were certain things going on behind the scenes that prevented that. So um, overall, it was a fantastic Grey Cup. The game was great, and, uh, you know, we sat in the snow for the first time. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've been 14 <laughs> Grey Cups now, and I've never sat in snow like that. So um, that was that was pretty awesome, too. 
Yeah, it, it just made a cool atmosphere and a, a nice scene of Canadiana, I think. And, and it made the Shania Twain uh, dog sled entrance that much better. I don't know if they had that planned in advance, but it worked perfectly. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I just love the whole the whole four day five nights I was there. Yeah. But, um, it, was, it was so awesome. It was my first time to Ottawa as well, so I got to take in some of the, the sites there, the Parliament buildings and the War Museum and some things like that. So it was a really cool trip, and I look forward to going back there for sure. Obviously, I have invited you on to and out for the very first time, actually, surprisingly, because we got some big news from the BC Lions today. We knew that we would learn about Wally Buono's fate with the team very, very soon. And it was we found out today that next year is going to be his last year. And Ed Hervey is being brought in as the general manager for the BC Lions. Did this surprise you at all? It did surprise me. Um you know, I'm, I'm happy about the hiring for sure. I think it's a great move for the football ops portion of the Lions. But um, I, I kind of thought what was going to happen was Wally was going to stay on one more year. I, that's the most asked question I got at Grey Cup was what's going to happen with, with Wally Bono. And I, I was telling everybody that, um, you know, I thought because David Braley was holding on to the team for another year, he was going to talk Wally into sticking around for one more year. Um, and I didn't really think much else would happen other than that but um today was a shocker for sure um you know ed irby was a name that i threw out you know a couple months ago as a guy that might might be a good fit here and um my only concern was of course his reputation about um not playing well not playing nice with the media and stuff which 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 was kind of shot down at today's press conference but um you know i think it's a great hire for the for, for the bc lions i think um you know there's a you know, post Wally, we now have a good football man in place, and and you know another one of the reasons why I thought that Wally was going to stick around is because um, you know with David Braley saying he's only going to own the team for uh, well, not only but perhaps only for one more year, um, I thought it would be hard to attract a good football person here, and I thought that's one of the reasons why Wally would stick around just to make sure things didn't uh, deteriorate any further. But, um, you know, with, with um, Ed Hervey being hired now, I think post-Wally era, we have a good football person um, in charge, and, and uh, hopefully this, this relationship between the two of them will work out well. Of course, Ed Hervey was the GM in Edmonton for four years, won the Grey Cup there in 2015, and about six weeks into being GM, he snatched Mike Riley from the BC Lions and brought them to Edmonton, and of course, he he was named MOP in Ottawa last week, so that worked out okay, I think, for Ed Hervey and the Edmonton Eskimos. Wally Buono stepped away from the sideline, I guess, what is this, 2012, five years ago? They have said that next year is going to be a transition year, how do you see this transition being different than that one five years ago? Yeah, well, last time I think Wally had a real tough time um, not being on the sidelines, and I think that's something he emphasized a lot today was that coaching is his passion, and, and the GM stuff uh, has started to become a little too much for him to handle. Um, so choosing between the two jobs, he would just rather coach. Um so this is this is a situation where Wally's giving up power, but at the same time, I think the relationship with with Ed Hervey has been discussed in length uh, between uh, himself and David Braley and, and and Ed himself. So um, you know, I, I think it's going to work out good for all sides. I think because it's only for one year, I think Wally's made it clear that this is his last year, and he said that if he's uh, in the CFL next year, it won't be with the BC Lions, which kind of I thought was a weird statement, but. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to work out well, just because of, 
you know, it's a short-term thing and it's a transitional type thing. Um, you know, I think G.R. Simon is going to continue to, to to learn from Ed Hervey as well. So I, th- I think the Lions are in good shape football ops-wise. And uh, because it's only for a season, I don't see too many um you know, controversies or anything like that between the two parties. Yeah, now that this is a, a very interesting move that I find, I, I still think that there's a lot of questions to be answered for the Lions off the field. What has it been two years since you've really had a president there? Uh, you did mention Wally said, hey, if I'm going to be in the CFL after 2018, it's not going to be with the Lions. Does he have no interest at all at stepping into that president position? No, I've heard from multiple multiple people right now that uh, um, you know Wally Bono has no interest in that role. He he says he's a football man. He's not a businessman. And the role of the president is to is is to work the business community and the finances of the team. And and that's not something that interests Wally Bono. He says you know when he retires, he's going to start coaching his grandson. So uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, the, the business side of things is not something that interests him. I think that's part of the reason why. He is giving up the GM responsibilities right now because, uh, as he stated on the radio today, that the GM position is involved into something that is, is a full-time job, and, and, and being a head coach at the same time uh, just isn't the same as it used to be back in the 90s. And, you know, there's so many more things that you have to deal with now with the salary cap and, and all the different uh, NFL cuts and training camps that are going on. Uh, you don't really have time to devote yourself to coaching um, the way that it needs to be devoted. So um, I, I think that uh, Wally's happy to give up some of this responsibility, and and uh, I don't think that uh, being the club president eventually is anything that uh, you know interests him. But um, at that at the same time, they they were asked about that at the press conference today, and uh, Wally said that Mr. Braley had asked him not to discuss the business side of things, uh, just the football ops today. So. Um, We'll have to see what happens there with David Braley uh, perhaps only owning the team for one year, but I'll believe that when I see it. Um, you know, he has to hire a president sooner or later, and uh, I guess the question is how long is he going to own the team and, and what president would come knowing full well that there could be new owners within a year. Do you find that Wally was maybe so loyal to David Braley and maybe the Lions organization so much that he didn't just want to say, well... I'm done. Take care of it yourself. And he wanted to kind of groom Hervey along and him have his own coach next season, and he just didn't want to leave the Lions hanging here? I think there's some of that, but I also think that um, if the Lions had said to Wally Bono, you know, you know, we want you just to be the GM, the vice president, and not the coach, um, I'm not sure he would have done that. You know, I, I think that he st- he truly does have a passion for the coaching profession, and, um, you know, he wants to wants to wants to have one more kick at the can here. He wasn't happy with the way last year ended. and um, But I do think there is some of that, that, um, you know, he doesn't want to leave the club in a bad position. And, uh, you know, if David Braley had sold the club, possibly he would have retired. Um, but I think, you know, he does have a good relationship with David Braley, and um, I, I don't think he wants to leave him in a, in a position where uh, the product and, and is going to deteriorate in the market any more than it has. And Ed Hervey has already basically said he doesn't care if uh, this team gets sold in the next year, didn't he? Yeah, well, he just said, you know, that's football, right? Uh, If you're in the football business, uh, your job is never secure. So um, you just do the best job you can, and hopefully when that day comes, uh, they still still see value in what you're doing, I guess. On day one of the announcement, there was already people kind of criticizing it and being, uh, I guess, a bit skeptical of it because the general feeling is that Wally loves to have 
control over everything. Uh, but Wally has simply said that Ed Hervey's going to get the final say when it comes to football here. And it's also being said that he's going to kind of mentor Ed Hervey here. What do you see Ed Hervey knee- needing mentoring on? It seems to me like he's he already knows a lot about the football side of things. I think uh, the mentoring part is going to come with forming a relationship with David Braley. And I think Wally referenced that a couple times in his press conference today, saying that, you know, when he first came to the Lions, it was Bob Ackles that um, took him, uh, was a conduit between him and David Braley, and eventually the relationship was formed with David Braley, where Wally, um, you know, had a good relationship with him and, and a good working relationship. And, and you know, if you listen to what Wally says today, that that takes some time to, to develop that relationship with Mr. Braley, and um, I think that's where Wally's going to to provide the most assistance but um you know he also said today that during football decisions they're going to go into a room and they're going to discuss it and um you know maybe uh, ed will win the majority of the decisions and and maybe he'll win a couple himself so i think it's going to be a collaboration and and as ed hervey said today uh with the main focus that uh, every decision they make is going to be is going to be one that helps them win football games. Of course, Ed was fired in Edmonton earlier this season. Kind of a weird move on the surface because the Eskimos were winning football games. They won the Grey Cup the year before, lost in the East Final last year. So you're thinking, well, what's kind of going on with that one? And the general narrative was that he had a poor relationship with the media and Basically, all the media in Edmonton and across the league hated dealing with Ed Hervey. But you got the feeling today that Ed just kind of had his coach's backs when it came to uh, the media, namely Chris Jones and Jason Moss. And maybe all of that, those bad words being said about him weren't really his doing. Yeah, and Wally referenced the fact that maybe, you know, sometimes as a leader you have to take the bullet, maybe not yeah. because uh, it's aimed at you or when it really shouldn't be aimed at you, but, uh, you know, that's what leaders do. And, um, you know, I, I guess we'll never know uh, all the ins and outs of what went on in Edmonton, but there's uh, one thing that you can question, and that's that's that Ed Hervey assembled uh, quite a good football team there. So, um, you know, I think that's what the Lions are focusing on right now, and I think Ed realizes that this is not – the same market as Edmonton, and he's going to have to do some more of those um, public appearances and, and, and media appearances and um, help sell tickets in the market because, um, you know, Edmonton's uh, quite a different market than Vancouver. It has also uh, been said that maybe Hervey's got a lot of guys on his side and maybe some guys that he'd look to bring in to uh, BC. Uh, Jonathan Jennings, people were talking about him getting some NFL workouts. Do you see Hervey bringing his guys to BC for next season? Well, I've already seen one reference that uh, James Franklin yeah. might be on his list, but uh, I don't know. You know, it, it's tough to say. They've also got Travis Lule here, so who knows what uh, what what's in store in, in the quarterback position, but I think Ed Hervey probably has a has a few guys that are free, are, are, are upcoming free agents that he's going to try and uh, target that uh, maybe guys that he's brought into the league that he wants to have on his club. So 
Um, I'm sure he's going to put his stamp on this team uh, pretty quick, and um, you know it, it, it's going to be fun. I, I'm I'm a, I'm pretty excited about it because that's showing an eye for talent. You could look at guys guys like Darrell Walker and and Brandon Zilstra, guys that he's brought into Edmonton, uh, who are now stars in the league. So um, I'm excited about it. And uh, you know the first thing he mentioned was was beefing up that Lions offensive line, and uh, that's that's music to my ears, man. And I'm sure yeah. Jonathan Jennings uh, appreciates that as well. So. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I, I think Jonathan Jennings still has a lot of promise in this league, and I don't know if you want to give up on a guy that young and, and go out and kind of get somebody else at this point. But uh, it's you know it's Ed's team, so um, he's going to make some decisions that uh, on guys that he wants on his club. Finally, um, <laughs> at the beginning of 2017, I think a lot of people thought that the Lions would at least have a home playoff game and they missed the playoffs for the first time in Wally's tenure in Vancouver. There's a lot to happen between now and June, but what are your expectations now uh, that they've made this higher for next season? Yeah, well, when you look at the Lions' record this year, I mean, there was a lot of games where they, they were either in it and, and or, or leading and gave up a lead late. You know, they had some mental breakdowns in games that cost them. Uh, they could have had a very different season as well, but uh, not saying they would have won the Grey Cup or anything like that. I don't think their offensive line, their defensive line was good enough um, to sustain a, a solid playoff run. But, um, you know, I don't think they're that far off, and Ed Hervey referenced that today. You know, this team is a piece or two away and a tweak or two here, here or there uh, away from being a good football team. So, um, hopefully they can add some key pieces in free agency. I, I'd like to see that offensive line beefed up. I'd like to see the defensive line uh, beefed up. And I think that's another thing that Ed Hervey uh, did a masterful job of in Edmonton was creating a tenacious defensive line. And that's something that we haven't had here in BC for a few years. So um, those are the areas where I'm I'm pretty excited. And, and, you know, hopefully we can get guys like Manny Arsenault back and add a few more pieces on offense. And, um, you know, I think Ed Hervey's going to put his stamp on this team, and uh, I'm looking forward to see what he can do. Brian, thanks so much for taking the time to come on to and out this week. Where can uh, listeners find more of you? Yeah, well, we're going to fire up the podcast uh, next week. Nice. And you can check that out on bclinesden.ca or, or iTunes or Google Play Music. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at bclinesden and on Facebook at facebook.com slash bclinesden.ca. Thanks a lot, Travis. Always a pleasure. Awesome. Another proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Thanks for coming on the show, Brian. Cheers. Just a quick show to talk about the news in uh, Vancouver. I, I was shocked. Uh, I, I wondered what the news was going to be when they said they're going to have a press conference, and I really didn't expect it to be Ed Hervey today. So that is a big news for the Lions, and that West Division is going to be a fun one next season like it has been for the past few years. I, I don't know when we'll do our next show, maybe in a couple weeks. Hopefully we'll talk to you before Christmas, but if the league keeps bringing bombshells and uh, big news on like this, Maybe, yeah, we'll talk to you sooner rather than later. Have a good one. Like on Facebook, follow on Twitter at TuneOutCFL. Give us a rating, a review on iTunes, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.